This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Hello, and welcome to the newest episode of 80s Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And this week we'll be doing two movies, like we said last week, except we're going to shake it up a little bit. Today is Friday the 13th. So instead of doing the Money Pit and Breakfast Club, we're going to do the Money Pit and the classic original Friday the 13th. So let's jump straight into it. With the, we'll start with the Money Pit. Tom Hanks classic from 1986. One of my favorite Tom Hanks comedic roles, personally. Him and Shelley Long have great chemistry. Of course, my opinion of this movie is I think it's absolutely hilarious. I love it. I remember watching it many times as a child and enjoying every slapstick second of every predicament that Tom Hanks gets caught up in. Mm-hmm. In the, in the literal money pit. So, Daniel, the floor is yours. What's your opinion of this movie? I thought it was pretty good. You I enjoyed it? it, yeah. Really got a lot better after, of course, they got into the house. Yeah, that's when the... There, there was a couple of just fallout laughing moments for me. Uh, of course, the raccoon scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks, I love... Very good physical actor in terms of, like, his... Uh, after the bathtub fell, the oh, laugh it was <laughs> like ha, and it kept ha! Going, it kept going, yet it didn't get like Family Guy type of yeah repetitive but kind of boring <laughs> type. No, it was hilarious the whole time he was doing it. Yeah, that's probably my, my favorite part is uh, it's that part with the where the tub falls and then where he's on the staircase oh, and yeah. he goes to grab the side thing and they just break off and he has this look <laughs> on his face like that isn't supposed to happen and he dives for it. And then she steps on his finger. He's like, honey, you're on my finger. She's like, oh, sorry. And then he falls off. The, the same, um, what was it? The Shelly Long when she plugged the plugged in the, the electric thing and oh, started yeah. that huge chain, rea- chain reaction. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, little off note, I really love Shelly Long's voice. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of my favorite female voices. Really? I don't know why. It's just something about it. And I think she's really pretty in this film. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. in, the, in the 80s, I, I had a little, you know, Semi crush on her. The Asian chick at the beginning is pretty hot as well. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> that's well, the you know first thing I wrote down. That's the first thing that I wrote down in my notes. I was like, <laughs> the Asian chick is hot. Yeah. Asian chick was very hot at the beginning. <laughs> first thing I wrote down was Tom Hanks played the part of Walter. <laughs> so there you go. But a really brief uh, summary of the movie. Released March 26, 1986. Uh, $10 million budget. Made $54 million gross. Not bad. Uh, a $5 million mm-hmm. opening weekend, which in the 80s, that's... That's pretty nice for an opening for weekend comedy. back then. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at this point in, in time, Tom Hanks isn't the big draw that he, of course, he eventually became. I don't even think he had done a serious movie yet in his career, you know, until he kind of had made that big turn with, like, Philadelphia in the yeah. 90s and became a more dramatic actor. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. the cast got Tom Hanks, of course, as Walter. Shelley Long played Anna. And then Alexander Gudinov played the maestro, Max. Do you remember him from a particular movie? Um well, because IMDb, I knew he was in Die Hard. Yeah. He's a villain in Die He's Hard. He's the one hanging up there. You think he's dead. Last five seconds, comes out. Carl Winslow <laughs> blows him away. Spoiler alert. Carl Winslow, my man. <laughs> Love Family Matters, guys. Exactly. And then, of mm. course, uh, Joe Montana had a little bit part as one of the contractors. And Body by Jake. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. He wasn't. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. And then uh, the great 80s comedian, Yakov Smirnov. What a country. He was the dude in the beginning that uh, came and said, you're still here? And kicked him oh, out of the Maestro's okay, apartment. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. Oh, Smirnoff. I wonder if he's still alive. And the uh, 80s hair band was White Lion? Yeah. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw that yep. at the end. White Lion. And uh, um, the director was Richard Benjamin. He really didn't do too much of any note before or after this. Uh, his other only movie that I really recognized was My Stepmother is an Alien with Dan Aykroyd and Kim Basinger. 
Also an 80s movie. Maybe we'll get to that one. Yeah. It's not one of my favorites, but we'll, we'll see do what some happens. bigger movies, definitely. But uh, for me, watching it recently again, this movie still holds up so much, even today. The comedy, even though I've seen it several times, it's still as funny to me. It, Tom it, Hanks, like you said, a brilliant comedic actor. Like It's, it's kind of sad that he's kind of gotten away from that. He's, you know, pretty much everything he puts out now is serious. That would be great if he, he does did romantic come back comedies, but not no, if he not wins, like this. That would be awesome if he did something like this again. I could see him doing it uh-huh. eventually, but he, he seems to he, be. He does a lot of yelling in in a lot of his movies. Castaway he yells, but it's awesome. Like yeah, his a, yelling is yell. just amazing to me. I love when he, he's talking to Benny. He's like, "Give me the money, Benny, or what? Or I will not like you anymore." Well, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> great great like then like visually visually he's he's hilarious the the raccoon part just had me had me going definitely if i i will watch this movie again mm-hmm. and it will definitely i'll fast forward just today yeah it, and it buy does, the house the the comedy mm-hmm. does start off a little you know it's not exactly a it's not a riot a laugh house you know the first 20 minutes but then once like you said once they get in the house it's just back to back to back <laughs> practical effect comedy and especially like when he's on this outside and he the little chain reaction yeah where he has this thing on him and he goes down the house yeah. like a pinball out into the yard <laughs> into the fountain and the fountain starts peeing on him which i don't know if we talked about this before off the podcast but you notice that in pretty much every tom hanks movie there's something to do with pee have you ever they, noticed that yeah i'm trying to green think. mile Forrest, he can't pee and he Forrest gets peed gone. on in this movie force gone yeah, I have to pee. Yeah. There's like a thing I'll with pee in a lot of Tom Hanks movies. It's kind of an odd what, oh, what thing. about Big? Let me think of Big real quick. Well, it's not in every movie, but no, there's no, bound to be something. They, there might be. You never know. Um, we're trying to... <laughs> we're looking online right now. 11, oh, 11, 11 movies, movies featuring, featuring Tom Hanks, Hanks and pee. pee. Let's see what we got here. League of Their League Own. League of Their Own. I don't remember that one too well. I've seen it once. Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Force Gump, Green Mile, Green he had mile. the urinary infection. Road to Perdition. I remember that part, yeah. Oh, yeah. Castaway. Yeah, I remember that one. He, Apollo he, he 13. He the ocean when he sees the thing. The Money the Pig gets peed on, yeah. The Terminal. Only saw that one once. Private Ryan. <laughs> oh, he describes peeing in a victorious V. Oh, yeah. So he, <laughs> That's a common theme in Tom Hanks films, and it, it, it was in this one, so it is relevant to the discussion. And uh, a little piece, of, there's really not much backstory behind this movie uh the only piece of tr- really pertinent trivia is that uh if you go on the universal tour at universal studios the backlot tour they, they have a laugh track at certain points and one of the laughs on that track is tom hanks oh, from when really? the bathtub falls he did. so it's <laughs> it makes sense it's very it's an iconic mm-hmm. it's an iconic laugh so the the rug scene was hilarious oh he's sitting there and he, oh, he's like he's so bored he's like taking his money and making paper airplanes and throwing them like three inches i can't talk <laughs> <laughs> and he's oh thanks baby and she pulls the rug and he falls straight through oh, it's man. really it's it's so it's it's truly we should have watched that together definitely oh god like, oh hell yeah anytime oh. i'm up for it but it's just a great it's and it's a good family movie too it's a you know it's really it's not like a modern comedy it's a very but yeah there are some things in this movie that if all that stuff happened to me with the house I would have destroyed the house out of anger. Like they're so overly optimistic. Or something. Of course, it's a movie, yeah. But so overly optimistic about everything. Oh, the door crashed. Well, we'll fix it, honey. Because <laughs> he, he gets his toolbox, and then he. One just, thing leads to another. It's a domino effect of catastrophe. <laughs> so, but it's a, it's a 
great. I think to me it's one of the, like, growing up, as far as comedies go, that was one that I watched a lot of the time. And like you said, Shelley Long, even, you know, in, in the 80s, gorgeous and cute. Yes, cute as a button. Definitely. Not so much nowadays, unfortunately. I don't think she held up too, too well. I haven't um, uh, mentioned last week. She was in some now. recent TV show. It might have been Modern Family. She was somebody's mom. I think uh. it might have been Modern Family. I think it honestly. I think it was. She was. Uh, I think Claire's her name. The uh, blonde chick from Happy Gilmore. She oh, was. Yeah. There, actually, there it is, right there. That picture, right there. See, she's getting, she's put on a few pounds. Yeah. That's from Modern Family. Well, yeah, she not, still has she's the same voice. Cute as a button. Yeah. I don't, I honestly, I didn't recognize her until the end, and it said the credits, and it said Shelley Long. I'm like, holy crap! So then we have a DVR, so I rewound it. Like, yikes! <laughs> but in the '80s, cute as a button. Yeah. Uh, uh, any other thoughts on this movie? Uh, I didn't really care for the fact that like. Oh, well, you know, she cheated on him, supposedly, and yet she's pissed at him about it. Like, I didn't, Oh, yeah, I can't, what'd you say, yeah. uh, I can't, I can't forgive him for not being able to forgive me. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Andrea went and even stayed, like, at a, an ex's house, just, just, well, oh, I, yeah. I, I slept in a totally different room and everything, this still would be very, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's grounds for a little oh, talk. Oh, exactly, you know? I mean, it's, but. It's a comedy. It's a nine-minute comedy. They have to have all this funny, and then they have to they have the, the serious end, bit. Yeah, they you know. they switch it up like three, four minutes left. Okay, we'll we'll make y'all. Yeah, exactly. Y'all be so, okay. so this movie's proof that Adam Sandler didn't invent that formula of having a movie, and then you know the last ten minutes. I'm I'm sorry. Like a long I gotta sitcom. I gotta save Grandma's house, and yeah. you know so long sitcom basically. But uh, I love this movie. It definitely holds up for me today. It's still one of the fun. I would put it in my, on my top ten list of the funniest movies I've ever seen. To me, this would be on there. No question. I don't know where it would rank in there. I really have to think about it. But I know for sure I would have it on my top ten funniest <laughs> movies ever list. Yeah. Um, I'd, I always give my scale out of ten. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Top Gun was a little better last week. I, didn't, I did not like <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. We, we've, we've gone over that. So we, we know we know your take on but that. Yeah. Big fan of Tom Hanks. <laughs> I've watched a lot of what he's a lot of his movies. Horace Gump's one of my favorite. Really mm-hmm. love Big. Big would yeah, probably Big's be a great top twenty favorite. Turner movie and Hooch is one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a good movie. I'm a dog. I'm a dog person, so <laughs> that movie gets me every time. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, you bastard! <laughs> yeah, it's basically a long sitcom. That's what the movie yeah. bit was. But, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, thoroughly. but I mean, I think that's a good analogy for it. Uh, you know, it definitely plays out like that. But you know, the good thing about that is it never really loses its momentum once it gets started. Yeah. You know, even mm-hmm. though, you know, they do the serious thing and then it's straight back. They have a last little gag at the end with the uh the lady that sold them the house selling his dad basically conning them again. Quiz time. Oh great, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna do a quiz every podcast. Since we're doing two movies, we're only we're still just gonna do one question. All right, Trey, very quickly. <laughs> what city did Walter's father get married in? Rio de Janeiro. Oh, quickly and got it right. Correct. One, out of, one was, out of two. I think that was the first scene in the movie where it said that at the bottom or it showed the <laughs> the, the the giant Jesus statue when, oh, this mm-hmm. obviously takes place yeah. in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, well, you got that. All right. Anything, any final <laughs> thoughts on the Money Pit? Anything else? Uh, Just hoping, I'm hoping the Breakfast Club, whenever we do do that, I'll like it. What's well, it's a, it's a different, it's a different type, type of comedy, yeah. and it's got a little bit more of you know this is a straight up comedy. There's no deeper meaning here. It's a comedy. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, very much coming of age. A little uh, depends on how much you you know you delve into what they're trying to say. But John Hughes more so than any other Brat Pack movies like Sixteen Candles and those kind of things. Breakfast Club to me has a much deeper meaning as far as the high school hierarchy, so to speak. But we'll get into that when we do that one, which we'll, we'll catch up on that one pretty soon. 
but today being Friday the 13th, then perhaps we should move on to our next feature film, which is Friday the 13th, part one. Okay, Friday the 13th, part one. Uh, special Thank surprise for all y'all. I know if you Thank respect you, the Breakfast Club, just check it out. We'll get to that one later, like I said. But uh, today is Friday the 13th, 2012, April, Friday the 13th. Uh, so we decided we'll go ahead and do this one. It's very relevant to the day. Uh, some Just do some quick, uh, some quick, quick, <laughs> some quick, <laughs> very quick. quick stuff about this movie. Uh, <laughs> we released on May 9th, 1980, so it's only an 80s movie by about five months. Uh, half million dollar budget, so that's very, that's very number cheaply one thing done. I wrote. Number one thing I was like, how much is this budget? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it made thirty nine million dollars. Now adjusted to today by today's standards, it'd be one hundred and seventeen million. Mm-hmm. Which still they put in half, up half a million. I don't know what the adjusted for that would be <laughs> uh, by today's standards, but I mean, still this was a huge hit. It followed straight in the in the uh, straight along the same lines as Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween, both incredibly low budget, huge blockbusters for their time. Uh, this was directed by Sean Cunningham, uh, who's pretty much, he's been tied to the series ever since. Uh, that's pretty much his claim to fame is this movie. Uh, the special effects were by Tom Savini, who, uh, world famous name in special effects. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard him, but you probably would know him from Dust to Dawn. He was Sex Machine. In Dust, he, the, you know, the, uh, the, the, okay, I know what you're talking about now. You showed me. <laughs> and I remembered. <laughs> and then uh, Betsy Palmer was Mrs. Voorhees. Adrian King was Alice. Uh, quick fact on that: Sally Field actually auditioned for that role. So imagine how different it would have been if <laughs> Sally Field had been in it. Mm. Uh, Kevin Bacon was Jack, and one of this, this is probably his first, earliest, biggest movie, pre-Footloose and and whatnot. What uh, year was Footloose, by the way? I'm not sure. If I had to guess, this was eighty. What eighty four? Maybe eighty four, eighty six. Yeah, I got it right. Oh, good job. Yeah. I have good seen call, good call, this. excellent. <laughs> but uh, so jump back. What did you think of this movie? I know you've seen it once before, and we just watched yeah. it before we did the podcast. Kind of. It's it been fresh. a while since I've watched it. Uh, if you're going for the cheesiness factor, which you should with a horror movie, I think it holds up well. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say so. I would. I would agree with that. I mean, again, you know, this is pre Saw and all the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels and all the Friday Thirteenth sequels. You know, this is one of the more you know, it's it's a pioneer in the genre. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still, it copied Halloween blatantly. You know, instead of Halloween, it's Friday the Thirteenth at a camp. You know, and whatnot. But uh, you know, this one was definitely, uh, you know, obviously by the fact that there's eleven, uh, ten sequels or eleven sequels counting the remake and a TV series that spawned off of this. So I mean, and you never know. There could be more. I hope so. I mean, the remake was garbage. We'll get into that at the you know in a little bit. Maybe they'll do like a true, like yeah, a, a, a basically. Started over again. Yeah, like more of a reboot instead of a remake. Uh, yeah, because I mean, pretty much, and I'm sure you haven't seen Jason X, where they ended the series pretty much, uh, not counting Freddy versus Jason, but uh, they pretty much ended it on in outer space. So there's really nowhere for him to go aside yeah, yeah. from let's reboot it. But again, the remake was garbage. Uh, but I def- I agree with you. I think it holds up. I mean, of course, you know, back this was done on a half million dollar budget. So even back then, that wasn't a lot of money as far as a movie goes. So, I mean, you have cheesy stuff. Sean Cunningham is not the world's greatest director. He's not a prodigy or a protege at it. You can see certain scenes there where, what's the main girl's name again? Uh, Alice. Where she was waiting for, like, a cue. Like, yeah. one, one of the scenes where she's doing the gutter system, she kind of, like, <laughs> turns around to wait for the guy to look at her drawings. Yeah. And you kind of be like, okay, uh, should I go? All right, scene change. And then, like, <laughs> she's back to her little talkative self. But... Mm-hmm. 
It's just yeah, I mean, little the, things like that. The acting is, like you said, I definitely agree. The acting's very stiff. What, what acting are you going to get with that budget? You know. I mean, well, you had an early Kevin Bacon. I mean, we obviously uh, sure he, he, didn't he, he blossomed later. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was. I mean, necessarily he wasn't bad, except just terrible. Like dive into the water where he belly flops trying to yeah, dive. The, the girl just totally destroyed him in that dive. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was nice, yeah. professional. He's like. <laughs> the but, snake uh, incident to me was just very stupid. Well. uh... I got a fun fact on that, Uh-oh. so to speak. Uh, that was actually put into the, the story late because that was a real experience that happened with Tom Savini when he was at camp as a kid. And they actually killed that snake on camera. When that snake dies, that they really killed the snake. Where's it's Peter? not a fake snake. snake. Well, I mean, this is you know, 1980. I don't even know if Peter was around then or even had the clout to say, oh, you can't kill snakes. But, I mean, honestly, it's a snake. But I mean, it's just the fact they're like, oh, we don't know where the snake is. Let's all look under the bed. Oh, yeah, and throw pillows at yeah, it. Like a pillow is an adequate weapon that, against a snake. <laughs> definitely I mean, if i felt i'm that's i'm definitely afraid of snakes especially ones that have you know i don't know if they're poisonous or not yeah i'm gonna get the hell away i mean unless it's a freaking anaconda i'm not scared of it if i got a machete what's it gonna do <laughs> yeah, i mean I'll, I'll go jason Voorhees on that snake just i mean you know ain't gonna snake versus machete machete wins now unless it's the anaconda from anaconda or one of those ridiculous you know asylum movies about the giant python or whatever you know then you got some you got you need something bigger than machete other little uh, things I noticed, uh, <laughs> the hitchhiker girl mm-hmm. didn't last very long, but she sure recovered quickly from jumping out of a oh, yeah. car. I, there's no telling up. how fast it was going. She does one roll. That's she knows how to stop her momentum. Well, she's seen a few Chuck Norris movies, obviously, because yeah, she mean, did that perfect roll. That was very, one real compliment of this movie is I really enjoyed the the music of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was done um, by Harry Manfredini. Fredini, uh, Manfredini. Uh, very, I mean, it's one, it's an iconic theme, like yeah. you know, just like much like John Carpenter's Halloween theme, the Jaws theme, you know, those tend to be the ones that scare people. Tend to be the ones that most people know, because I mean, you go into any haunted house or whatever, and you hear, kick, kick, bah, bah, bah. you expect to see Jason come around the corner with a chainsaw or machete <laughs> or whatever, just like if you hear the Halloween theme or the if you're in the water and you play the Jaws theme, everybody's gonna get out of the freaking water. It's I wonder that, if people have done that before. I mean, like well, went to the beach and just blared it on like their stereo system in the car. <laughs> I bet people, you know, ran out of the yeah. water. I mean, that's one of those things that stick with you. Know, it's a, it's an iconic theme, and this this movie definitely had that. And uh, much like the Halloween series, and you know, every terrible Jaws sequel that you know that the theme, even the movies get worse, but they maintain that that iconic theme. And, you know, it's it's like the Star Wars theme. It's just one of those. You know it. Everybody knows whether you've know seen the, the movie or not. Scene, yeah. You know, I so, mean the the theme. Uh, and uh, actually, it goes kick 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 ma ma ma, and it's taking part of when Betsy Palmer's Mrs. Voorhees goes kill her mommy. Uh, it's the kick from kill and the ma from mommy, and Menfordini just kind of put that together like kick kick with some echo or I guess reverb, and just kick 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 ma ma. Nice. And I did not that's know that. the theme. Um, the best death goes to Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's kind of non expected if you don't. You know, of course, if you haven't seen it, but... Uh, well, we watched it with a couple of girls in the room that hadn't seen it, too. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, as a testament to this movie holding up today, I mean, they jumped at every single thing. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he when he got the arrow through the throat and in the end when Jason pops out of the water. I at mean, least he didn't take an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she took it Sky to the face. And, or the dude took it to the eye and the chest. And <laughs> maybe there was one in the knee. I don't know. I can't remember if the camera panned low enough to see... Uh, but the body count of this was only 11, so relatively tame as opposed to, I think, Big Trouble, which had like a body count of 23 or 32. I thought you said, 
like 43. It was something like yeah, that. There was a three in there somewhere. <laughs> so, I mean, Big Trouble in Little China is more violent than Friday the 13th. <laughs> By comparison. Oh, that includes a snake, too. So there's only there's only there's only ten human what, what, fatal human what, fatalities. Well, do you know for sure if the the girl at the very beginning dies? She's just screaming in slow motion. Yeah, because you actually it, don't know. Yeah, well, she does die because when Alice runs out of the the cabin for the first time, running away from Mrs. Voorhees, she gets in his, her car, her jeep, oh. and she's that the hitchhiker's body's in the jeep. Okay, like uh, I definitely missed slip. that. Yeah. So I mean, it's like a <laughs> two second thing. Yeah, you know, like they show it and it's off camera, and um, she runs out to the next cabin and. Mrs. Voorhees is, is an interesting <laughs> character. <laughs> Kill her, mommy. Yeah, I mean, Kill her. She could take a hit. Oh, she she's a tough old bird, man. I mean, you you got to cut off her head. That's the only way. It's well, like, she's, it's I like, guess she's it's a like Highlander. Like Achilles, yeah. You get, there's only one way to kill her. <laughs> Definitely, but uh, funny thing about her, and of course uh, Betsy Palmer. Now she was a famous Broadway actress, I believe. I didn't do too much research into it. But uh, just, you know, a lot of stuff you hear about this movie. Gene Siskel hated this movie so much and detested her performance that he gave out her address on, like, their review show. And, like, she got tons of hate mail for it. Wow. And, like, and, uh, she hated the fact... She said When she first read the movie, the script, she said, oh, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> and didn't want to be in it, but she did. <laughs> and uh, we actually just had a little thing pop up about the, the uh, NES game for Friday the 13th. Which is one of the hardest games on the NES. I loved it. It was like once you learned how to fight Jason and that you had to get, I think, like the book and the lighter. Or, it was hard to fight with the rock, though. Like, oh, yeah. Because it had that it upward useless. arc. Yeah, you had to get the and knife. It was freaking scary. You walked in the cabin and Jason, you know, <laughs> half the time just... he's not there, and all of a sudden, there he is. <laughs> like, oh, crap. And uh, I saw a speed run on YouTube. Somebody beat it in like. Two minutes or something? I've, I've it was never like, beat or this Or like game. six minutes. Uh, it was something like that. I just didn't have the skill for this when I was uh, little. I'll spoil it for you. You kill Jason and then like, oh, Jason might still be alive. Or it says like, Jason lives. And then it ends. I wouldn't have expected that. In Me the either. You know, you expected something <laughs> totally different from a Friday the 13th franchise. But of course. Angry know. Video Game Nerd is really Oh yeah, I'd love to see it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll definitely have to check that one out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was a, I mean, that's a, like pre-survival horror. This game made me jump. Like we yeah. were saying, you walk in the cabin, there's Jason. Ah! Yeah. It, it Especially as a kid, it was ter- it, this game was terrifying. <laughs> and then just the music as you're walking around was creepy. I didn't know you... Oh, God, that's how bad I was at this game. I didn't know you could duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're watching him search the, the house. Maybe yeah. Jason comes out. Um, no, not, not but, in that one. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We don't have to change our underwear. Another uh, thing, uh, <coughs> when, that, when the, one of the girls notices the bloody axe... What type of response, like, she's like, what is going on so calmly when there's a bloody axe on the, on the, on the, on your bed? Like, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, what's Oh, that? yeah, they pull the, cu- yeah, they, like, yeah, oh. what's the, oh, it's sleeping, okay. Well, I mean, honestly. Come on. I mean, of course, you, you can never say what you're going to do in a situation unless you're actually in a situation. I see a bloody axe in a bed, like, like it's sleeping. The little <laughs> axe got tired and went to lay down, wasn't feeling too well. I would think it's a joke. Because, I mean, Mrs. Voorhees takes the axe and lays it to bed nicely and covers it up. So my first, I would like to think, I should say, my first instinct would be like, oh, ha-ha, really funny. Now, when the chick's about to get the axe to the face, and she just, like, shuts her eyes and goes, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I mean, no, that's like ridiculous, but you know. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, again, like without being in a situation, you really don't. There it is. There's the axe hit, which was great. A great. I mean, of course, they the impacts off screen, but the makeup of the axe being yeah, in the face that was pretty job. gruesome. You know, and, the, and again, like you said, the arrow going through the Kevin Bacon's neck. Throat, yeah. I mean, that was great. And they actually did that. There were his. It was a fake 
uh, torso. Okay. That and Tom Savini funny. was under him. He was like, you know, a little crooked. So oh, fake. I got you. And then Tom Savini was under him pushing the arrow up. <laughs> and I want to say they even have like tubing to where one, somebody's blowing Blow through the tubing to make the blood gurgle out. Like, because it cut his windpipe and mm -hmm. so forth, forthwith, whatnot. Uh, so very innovative for the time I mean, the, honestly when i was a kid the part that scared me the most on this one that just i don't, I don't know why it freaked me out when kevin bacon and the chick are walking up to the cabin i don't know it's, it's the other dude that's, that's dead on top of them and they see the person in the doorway from a distance and they uh -huh. walk back in when i was a kid that scared the crap out of me <laughs> that that was just so i don't know why none of the you know the murdering scared me but like seeing a barely visible figure in the doorway just mm -hmm. kind of disappear and the dude and of course the dude goes and investigates not me bro Pew, i'm out of there <laughs> that freaked me out um, without a doubt but uh what else do you like to say about this one any other thoughts off the cuff having literally just watched it I just really in, in a <laughs> funny way i just really enjoyed the mrs Voorhees. yeah I, I, well she's a great character it's a shame they <laughs> killed her off so many close-ups of her you just hear teeth like you like, <laughs> especially when you see it on a screen that big, it's like, geez, um, a little uncomfortable. But of I, course, oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I was, I don't remember how many of the eleven I've watched. I have. Knowing you, Daniel, I don't mean to be rude, but I, I doubt it's, <laughs> I doubt it's a lot of. I did see Jason goes to hell. Oh yeah, that was a bit when that one came out. That was a huge deal, uh, because it was touted as the final Friday yeah. after I believe nine sequels at that point or eight. Yeah, it was eight, because that was, that was technically number nine, because Jason Took Manhattan was before that when I was number eight. So it was like, oh, the final Friday. And of course, final the controversy Friday. at the end, where or not, I guess not controversy, but the awesome scene at the end where it shows his mask on the ground and Freddy's glove comes up mm -hmm. and grabs it. That was like, as a, as a child, seeing that, that was like the awesome, the most, <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Kind of like we were talking uh, on Geekly Dose about uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. That was one of those, you're sixth grade, you're in the schoolyard talking, Freddie would totally beat Jason. Oh, no, man, Jason would beat him. It's, you know, that's one of those great debated questions of geek lore. And, you know, thankfully they actually made the movie. Which... I, I haven't watched Freddy vs. Jason. I have a feeling, uh, you can spoil alert me, but I have a feeling Freddy wins. Well, it's very, it's ambiguous. Oh, okay, it's one it's of those it, wrestler moment yeah. types. Okay. I mean, like, Jason sort, basically wins, but then Freddy winks. So uh, nobody uh, really won. I mean, you could you could say Jason won that fight, but I mean, Freddie kicked the crap out of Jason for you know. But then <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's it's a it's not a good movie, but it's it's the fact that it's Freddie versus Jason for the last twenty minutes of the movie. So it's awesome. Did you uh, through the span of nineteen years? Yeah, for <laughs> first one, Friday Thirteenth was nineteen eighty, May 9th, nineteen eighty. The last one pre the remake technically was Freddie versus Jason, which was two thousand three. So. Counting the remake, it's 29 years, which the remake oh, yeah, was, 29 years. was absolutely garbage. That was the worst. Everybody, <laughs> know, go ahead. Go, oh, everybody knows how Jason is. You know, he, he doesn't run. You know, he stalks his prey. He doesn't... He's Pepe Le Pew. Exactly. You know, he appears out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> and instead of, of loving them, he brutally murders them <laughs> that could be with a variety of garden equipment. That could be his weird way of showing love. Well, honestly, to get into that topic real quick... Jason is like God's wrath against teenagers doing immoral things. More so than Halloween. I mean, Halloween doesn't really harp on like, oh, they had sex, so they die. But this series is the one where, you know, you mainly get the rules from Scream. Yeah. This series, it literally, watch it. If you have sex, if you drink beer, if you smoke weed, if you're an uh, asshole to your girlfriend or you hit a girl, you know, if you do anything that's wrong, Jason will kill you. 
It, it's going to happen. What about like if there was a ton of Jasons as enforcers in town? <laughs> would never need police. Because huh. you never know where he is. You'd be yeah. scared to actually try to do something. Smoke it. Go on. No. No. <laughs> no. There's a way. There's a way to scare. <laughs> um, and like sometimes they'll just appear, just like he knows you were thinking it. <laughs> oh shit! It's big freaky Jason. That's the that's the true Big Brother is watching you right there. <laughs> that's what they're gonna do in the future. For I could see that happening. I'd rather have Robo- a whole bunch of RoboCops, though, instead of Jason, because at least then, you know, you're not quite, you know, you wouldn't be pants-wetting scared if you saw him. Be like, oh, it's RoboCop. I didn't do anything. I don't to worry about But Jason, like, oh, did he possibly see what happened? I don't know. Uh, did did any, okay, Kevin Bacon was in the first one. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit, because Johnny Depp was in the first yeah. one, right? We'll uh, definitely do that closer, probably in October, you know. Is, are there any other, like, star power that maybe wasn't uh, then that the you know, kind of got their takeoff honestly, on any of these? In, in this series, I would say you have Kevin Bacon in the first one, and then I believe it's A New Beginning. Corey uh, Feldman's in it. He's which, dead, right? No, no uh, Ham is dead. Okay. Oh, yeah, Lost yeah, Boys. Yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman's in, I think he's in a couple. I think he's in, I don't, don't hate me if I get the numbers wrong, but I think he's in four and five. or No, actually yeah. it might be five and six, his character. Yeah. It's, it's one of those. He's in a couple of them. Uh, I know there's a couple of people that did soap operas, mm, like you. in them, you know. But uh, as far as like big names uh, that, that other people recognize, pretty much Corey Feldman and Kevin Bacon. Uh, in Freddy vs. Jason, John Ritter's son was in it. Oh. Uh, Jason Ritter, yeah. which I, I can't stand that dude. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of the Destiny Child's chicks, not Beyonce, and not the other one. Uh, the third one, not Kelly Rowland. Yeah, that's yeah the one that still like sings. Yeah, Kelly Rowland. There's Michelle Williams or Michelle something is the other chick. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My guess. I know Beyonce and yeah. I recognize Kelly Rowland now yeah. that you said it. But that's pretty much it. There's not really this series never garnered big names. It was almost by accident the fact that Kevin Bacon was in it. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street was. Oh yeah, here Johnny Depp. Here's your. You know. You mm-hmm. know. That, again, this is pre. Uh, pre. You know. Uh, Footloose for Kevin Bacon or pre. Uh, you know, pretty Edward much most anything for Johnny Depp. Crime. I mean, I, I think that I think Nightmare on Elm Street was literally his first role, yeah, um, or his second. I mean, it was it was his first big production, at least I know <laughs> that much. Uh, mm. But here's some fun facts about Friday Thirteenth. In addition to what we've already kind of said, uh, the director Sean Cunningham pretty much straight up said that uh, this movie was made because he wanted to cash in on the success of Halloween. So I mean, that explains why it's a blatant ripoff, <laughs> pretty much. But I mean, again, you can't fault it because this is an iconic horror movie that you know no other horror that even saw in recent memories which is a terrible franchise in my opinion but i think it had six seven you know friday 13th is still sitting at 11 i mean the only other movie that's had that many sequels is a james bond that i can yeah. think of uh at the top of my head you know so i mean the longevity of this series despite being basically a ripoff is unparalleled you know again 10 sequels one remake and a tv series probably which, you know Makes a moderate amount of money and it's cheap to make. Exactly. I mean, that's, it, 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 that's exactly right. It's the same format that Saw did. They made it cheap. It made some money. Let's make another one as fast as possible. Exactly. Same thing. Put it out. Made a ton of money. Repeat. Wash. Repeat. Wash. Mm-hmm. Repeat. Same. Same principle. Uh, at least the Friday Thirteenth tried to have some sort of storyline. I've seen every Saw and I still don't know. I mean, people die and they come back in the next one. It makes no sense. <laughs> it's that's why I hate it. Uh, but these, as as cheesy and ridiculous as they get, I mean, the last one, Jason X, he's in space, and he becomes a cyborg. That's uh, how far, no, you know, so. that, that's jumping mm-hmm. the shark if by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, it, it, it went from, you know, this, him jumping out of the water in the first one, to him being in outer space. 
and flying yeah, around with a rocket pack. There's a nice little picture. There's, on the right, there's the uh, Robo Jason. And he oh, starts goodness. off normal, but then he gets like knocked into this machine that makes him a cyborg. <laughs> He's like Robo Jason, all twice as big and indestructible practically. Uh, I thought this was funny too, a little bit of trivia. The original name for Jason in the script was Josh. Josh? <laughs> Which is funny because we, we know a couple people named Josh, but uh, they actually changed it to Jason because Josh sounded too nice. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a good change. I mean, Jason definitely sounds like a more menacing, like, Jason, Josh! Well, I wonder what Jason <laughs> thinks of that, our buddy Jason. Yeah, it was a friend named Jason and Josh. So, mm -hmm. uh, and, and this is about the actual day, Friday the 13th. There, you know, of course, people are actually, there's an actual phobia for people who are afraid mm -hmm. of Friday the 13th, out of superstition and whatnot. It's called, uh, hopefully I can pronounce it right, Figatriscadecophobia. <laughs> and the Frigga part of it is named after the Norse god Friday. Uh. So that's where that part comes from. Uh, and do you know what day is considered Friday the 13th in Italy? The motherland for us part Italians? What what day? Yeah, they don't. They, 13 is a lucky number in Italy. Uh -huh. So, but there is an unlucky unlucky day. They have a Friday the other number. Any guesses? Uh, Top of your head? 14th? Close, 17th. Uh. So if you're in Italy and it is a Friday the 17th, uh, <laughs> you better watch out for some hockey mask killer. <laughs> Coming out of Venice. Thank you so much. Coming you out of the gondola and taking you under with the pepperoni. Um, it's okay. We're both Italian. We can imitate our people. So it's not racism or it's not, we're not making fun of Italians because we are Italian. Sant'Angelo. Uh, this, uh, this was the first movie of its kind, and of course that means horror movie, uh, to secure distribution by a major studio, which Paramount Pictures distributed it because they test screened it, made a ton of you know, got positive responses, sold out at. Uh, Kind of like today when they put out movies, you know, that we don't get to see here in Baton Rouge. You know, they, a lot of people, my brother who Select lives in Los theaters. Angeles has seen it yeah. like, oh, you need to see this movie, blah, blah, blah. Well, it ain't playing here. Similar thing. They still do that today. Uh, yeah, but it did so well, they brought it nationwide, sold, you know, big, huge blockbuster, made a ton of money, inspired 10 sequels and such. And the, the, again, I mentioned the TV series before, but uh, TV series did not have Jason in it at all, as opposed to the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Excuse me. Which uh, it might not have featured Freddy in the story, but he was like the crypt keeper, like on Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. He would introduce the story and like narrate him. Yeah. So you still had a, a real tie to the source material. Still got to see. Yeah. Your I mean, guy. You, you know, go see Nightmare on Elm Street to see Freddy Krueger. You don't yeah. go to you know. So that was a wise decision. But the TV series of Friday the Thirteenth was almost like the creepier episodes of the X Files. You know, it's more like Tales from the Dark Side or horror story type situation. Uh, the franchise as a whole. Made over has made over 465 million worldwide, which isn't too bad over the you know 10 movies. That's an average of what? I, I'm not what good did at you math. Say that again? How many? Yeah, yeah. 40, 465 million. Yeah. So almost half 40, a billion yeah. between everything. So I mean, they're all you know as bad as they get, as ridiculous as they get. You know, they all made money, which is why they kept making them. You know, and I think the saddest thing about the series is it never made it to 13. <laughs> when I was a kid, everybody's like, oh, it's going to go all the way to 13. There are going to be 13 Friday the 13th. Final Fantasy yeah. beat it. Oh, but, yeah. No, it beat it. <laughs> it beat it. Uh, but, I mean, because when I was a kid, like every Halloween, every fall, there was always a new Friday the 13th. Occasionally, there was a new Nightmare. Nightmare only made it to, like, I think seven or six. You won't, oh, I, don't know, I don't know why I'm asking you. Yeah. Well, uh, I think six. Halloween, before it kind of died out, made it to five. Mm -hmm. And then in the 90s, late 90s, it had kind of a resurgence. But uh, Nightmare, I think the last mm -hmm. Nightmare was Freddy's Dead, and then they had the remake, which was, again, a terrible, remake, terrible but... idea. Because um, uh, like, uh, all the classic horror movies have been remade now, and it's, it's really sad because not a 
Not one of them's good. The only, in my opinion, a little, little bit of a tangent here, but it's okay. It's relevant. The only good horror movie remake, in my opinion, is the John Carpenter's The Thing, which when we get to October, we'll definitely watch that because I think you'll like that one. I've never watched it's, it. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's an awesome movie. And, it, and it's, a, it's a remake of uh, The Thing from Another World, which is an old black and white uh, movie. Uh, and, but The Thing is just absolutely amazing. It's a great horror movie yeah. and a great psychological thriller. Is it? No, I'm thinking of Splice. Never mind. Oh, yeah, the was, one with the one with Adrian Brody. Brody. They don't the, talk about him. Well, he wasn't too good in that movie. Oh, I must sucks. say. Yeah, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, there were six, I think we just saw, and then plus Freddy vs. Jason <laughs> and the remake. We were just looking at pictures of the thing, and it showed the thing from uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. So <laughs> that's not that's not what the movie's about. So don't don't get don't get your <laughs> expectations in the wrong in the wrong way. If, uh, but the thing. They, act, they, they did release one recently, and it has the same name, but it's actually a prequel to the original. Mm. So it's, it, the, the remake of the remake has not been done with this series yet. Uh, and actually, the, the new thing that came out in 2011, I thought it was, it was decent. It, it, it stayed true to the original. It wasn't nowhere near as good, but it tied in, it tied in perfectly because it takes place before, and they actually went back to the sets, the pictures of the, the original, mm. of the, the Kurt Russell one. Oh, by the way, Kurt Russell's in it. So oh. that's another plus for you. And like, recreated the sets exactly so it all fits well into it so maybe after we when you do wa- eventually watch the thing maybe we'll also watch the prequel just to give you the like i mean it's yeah, not like yeah. you need to watch it but you know it's, it's cool to see how it ties in and how it the things you see in the uh the original thing the original remake of the thing john carpenter's thing tie into the new one yeah normally it, when you know we're, we're talking about what movie we're going to do next i'll watch it by myself or with my wife and a couple of these movies i'm going to watch it with trey I know he's seen it a thousand times, but I think it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, when we do my birthday movie, uh, I'll watch it. Star Wars. Yes, guys, I've never watched the original. And we know Star Wars did not come out in 1980, but Empire and Jedi did, so he still has to see Star Wars first before he can see those. So no hate mail. Oh, Star Wars came out in 77. I don't (laughs) care. We know. I promise you it's okay. Calm down. It's still 80s revisited. It's Star Wars. Empire 1980, Jedi 83. It's cool. It's cool. Oh, he has I, to see I, all of them. I'm kind. Of, I'm. I'm kind of ready for them. Good. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> it warms my heart to hear that. This After, has been a. Me and Trey have been friends for about ten years. This has been going on. So. And he, out of constant pleading, the boy has not watched Star Wars. So, <laughs> for his wedding gift, I gave him the greatest gift you could ever give another person, and that is the Star Wars trilogy. And it's still sitting wrapped in his DVD case. I was so. just waiting for the day when I could watch it with you. Well, Daniel, I told. I told you ten years ago. <laughs> Get chance to my house and watch the freaking trilogy. Um, so that's gonna happen for his birthday, which is May twenty seventh. So whatever whatever week that is, we're gonna have a night, a huge, hopefully a nice uh, a, episode with some guests, some together. guest stars. We're all gonna watch Star Wars, and it's gonna be a great thing. But anyway, back to Friday Thirteenth real quick. We'll wrap this up. Uh, final thought or any other things on Friday Thirteenth you want like to talk about? Um, the main thing, like again, the first thing I wrote down is the budget. So I mean, you told me about that. Because it doesn't look like they... Yeah. It looks like they could have borrowed everything. Hey, can you think we can use your campground? Oh, you know. Yeah. Most but, of the way, I'm sure, went to the uh, the visual effects because they were, they were very impressed. Even mm-hmm. today, even watching a recent, like, wow, like, that looks better than... Mm-hmm. You know, it's, again, no CG. All on-set practical effects by Tom Savini. That, that's another thing I take from it. The two best things to me about the movie were the special effects. Or the, the, the death look would yeah. be a better way to put it. And... Uh, the music. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the music. If I had to give it a score, 
you know, it's not going for perfection. Yeah. It, it, and it knows that. It I give it a 5.5. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can understand yeah. that. I'll, a bit honestly, above average. Uh, it's... I mean, I've seen every movie in the series. Every uh, October, I watch pretty much every Friday the 13th, every Night on Elm Street, every Halloween, just for the you know the seasonal aspect of it. Mm. Uh, it's not my favorite in the series, uh, but I think for its time, and you know the, the twist at the end with Jason popping up. I mean, that's still all yeah. you know. Like uh, the girls we were watching it on it kept saying, "Where's Jason? Where's Jason?" Well, I just watched the movie. Just watched the movie, and then when he pops out of the water, they nearly crapped themselves. <laughs> I mean, it was oh it was nice God. to watch. <laughs> so you know, I mean that. That's proof that this movie today, you know, can still scare people. As cheesy as it is, you know, it's still going to get that scare, that that reaction out of people. And I think that's that's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I would I would say this one on a scale of one to ten. I don't want to give it too high, but but again, like take, this is a pioneer in the genre, set the stage for ten sequels and a remake. I would say, eh, as as far as this, I'll, anyway, I'll keep it within the series. As far as this series goes, I'd give it a seven point five. Yeah. For this series, because there's a few, there's several that are better, and there's a lot of them that are a whole lot worse. So, man, think how look how quickly they pumped out the first. Oh yeah, eight. 81, 82, 84, mm. 85, 86, 88, 89, and then into the 90s with the final Friday. Jason goes to hell. 93. Jason X was 2001. So there was a long gap there after final Friday. It was like, oh, let's bring Jason back. <laughs> Michael Bay produces. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He produced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which was garbage. He produced the Friday the 13th remake, which was garbage. That was garbage. And I think he did the Nightmare one, too. I mean, he's ruining classic movies. Like, you know, he already he already raped my childhood with Transformers. Although, I must say, I like 3. 3 was awesome. That was, like, what I wanted I the first one to be. I've only watched one, and I think... I thought it was okay. Well, I mean, again, did you ever watch the cartoon? Not much. See, I mean, again, that's one of those things that I grew up, like, yeah. Thundercats, He-Man... Uh, Transformers and GI Joe, and of course you know I you do have to update it. You have to modernize something when you bring it in. So I understand that aspect of it, but I mean, when there is a movie called Transformers, it should be about Transformers, not about Shia LaBeouf's about love life. See, look, there, look how uh, there there you go, classic Transformers. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, no, I don't. I didn't expect him to look like that in the movie. You know, yeah. I, but also you know, did he really need to have like flames coming off of his? You know, it's a, it's a it's a he's an eighteen wheeler. You know, he's not like a pimped out 18-wheeler. You could Although we had chrome rims and the... So oh, yeah, I mean, you could go on forever with this. But honestly, I think th 3 was really good. Not every aspect of it, but the action in 3. Transformers 3 was probably one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. Because it actually, most of the movie was Transformer on Transformer action. And I don't mean Ooh. that in any kind of naughty way. Mm -hmm. I mean that in the only way you should oh. take it, which is absolutely rock-hard action. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> No, okay. Anyway, Michael Bay, stop ruining horror movies. Stop remaking ones that are good. Hope you're listening. I wish. No, I got a lot. Of, I got a whole list I can make to tell that douchebag. All uh, right. <laughs> special and Michael so, Bay episode. And so we go on from there. Yeah, I think he was still doing commercials in the '80s. Uh, but uh, as far as the time frame, Friday the 13th came out again May 9th, 1980. So again, this is this is the earliest movie that we've done, which. Uh, the previous ones have been 86. Yeah, even the Money Pit was 86, right before you know the Summer of Greatness, which we talked about last week. <laughs> uh, but in the real world, on May 18th, 1980, that's when Mount St. Helens erupted. Mm. Now, of course, uh, I mean, I was too young to remember that, but, I mean, we've all heard about that yeah. and seen. Mm. I'm sure if you've watched the Discovery Channel, you've seen a documentary once or twice. Uh, and then, to tie into your birthday, on May 21st, 1980, Empire Strikes Back, greatest sequel ever released and then uh fun strangely enough i didn't know this but on may 22nd one day after empire's released pac-man's released wow so 
cool little video game correlation. A lot of little classic, like, yeah, for all time. <laughs> it's the 80s, bro. Mm-hmm. All this stuff happened then. Uh-huh. Great decade. If people keep you know, crapping on it, like, oh, the 80s were stupid. You know, I mean, there was some bad 80s, but there was a whole lot of good 80s, which is why this podcast exists. Uh, so any, uh, anything else on Friday the 13th? Or the Money Pit? Anything you might have forgot to talk about? Just Money Pit definitely made me like Tom Hanks even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in my top five favorite actors. But I couldn't get over his laugh. Like, <laughs> it, it reminded me of a seal for some reason. <laughs> well, especially when the tub falls. Yeah. That, ah, ah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not to me. Again, like, that's why I kind of picked that one. I know, and The Burbs is another great one from the 80s, which one of our friends mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's a great one for Tom Hanks, but I like this one a little bit better because he's a little more physical in it. Yeah. Which, obviously, it demanded that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Money Pit and then anything else on 513th? No. <laughs> <laughs> you done with that? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next week we have a uh, we're gonna do a little uh, still doing an eighties movie. We're gonna do Willow, which we've all we've mentioned every single week so far, even though it's only the third week. Uh, but Daniel has seen this one almost as many times as I have. I'm willing to bet maybe even as many. I dare say more. This Willow is my favorite movie. There you go. So he time. probably has seen this more than me. So next week, instead of me distributing my knowledge of a great 80s movie that he hasn't seen that he should see and enrich his life with. It, it should be a good time next week because me and you are going to go back and forth. Oh, yeah. There, there's a ton to talk about about Willow. I know that movie back back the back of my hand. Uh, that was one of the first movies I actually truly remember seeing yeah. in a theater. Like, every aspect of it. I never really thought about that. What What is the first one I, I remember seeing? The, the earliest movie that I remember, that I know that I saw in a theater, is Ghostbusters. And the only reason I remember that is because the librarian ghost, when she turns into a ghost and her disgusting boobs pop out and she screams, as a child, that that scared the crap out of me. (laughs) That terrified me. And honestly, I would say probably until maybe I was eight or nine, whenever I watched Ghostbusters, I would look away during that scene (laughs) because it truly scared the crap out of me. The dogs were scary to me. I'm a dog person, so I kind of like the dogs, I guess. I don't know. But the librarian. When it ran across the road and everything. Uh uh. (laughs) <laughs> that scared you? Yeah, it scared me. I was a little bit smaller and littler than well, you. Well, I, I understand <laughs> that. I, I'm not saying, but it's just... It, that's what I like talking about it, because it's funny, especially horror movies. And the claw or, that came up from the chair. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a jump moment, you know, and that's... that's Still, that's pretty cool, you know, like, coming out of the chair but, and dragging her to the kitchen. The, uh... Um, what's... What's her name? Sigourney on? Weaver? No, what's her Annie character? Oh. Uh, Dana Barrett. Dana Barrett. Her little, uh buddy that she's kind of walking out of the symphony thing with oh kind of reminds me of the guy from the oh Monica. yeah i know yeah. it's not but yeah. it kind of reminds that would me would have been awesome had it been alexander good yeah. but <laughs> unfortunately it's not you know he died like he's Which uh, one? uh alexander Goodenough. oh really yeah mm. it was it was a while i want to say it was probably in the 90s maybe that sucks you know but it's like i can't i didn't look up why but i just remember i remember hearing that he died i was like oh that's sad mm. you know because mm. he was actually a dancer Strangely enough, like a ballet dancer, and then he goes and and then he goes toe to toe with John McClane in Die Hard. That's a man. Uh, he fought well. Yeah, I mean he was literally hung, and he was at least hanging time wise in the movie for a couple of hours, because when he when McClane gets all the hostages out, they're running by him. He's still hanging there, and then end of the movie, here he comes running out still alive. Soldier, uh, ballet dancer, bro. It's that training. Yeah, but uh, it's funny. I did read a quote about him, too, when I was uh, just writing the cast down. Uh, 
And uh, every role that he got offered after Die Hard, they pretty much said, okay, we want you to walk in and give us that look that you gave us from, that you had in Die Hard when you were fighting Bruce Willis. That was his <laughs> auditions a lot, for a lot of roles after that, was just that, that stern look. Kind of like he has on his painting in the Money Pit, where, yeah. it, where that, that stern Alexander Goodenough. <laughs> so, anyway, next week, Willow, tune in for it. That one, highly recommend. Should be a good one, guys. Should I'm be a good one. And again, if there's any movies or anything, any comments, questions, anything, anything we got wrong, hit us up at 80srevisited at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Good, good or bad, we'll read an email on the air. We don't care. Yeah. It's all good. So, again, uh, thanks for listening. Love to hear your comments, guys. Please. Actually, let's take a moment to uh, make note of the awesome podcast network. Oh, definitely. And the other podcast that you were recently guests on. Oh, yeah. Uh, last week, uh, if you haven't downloaded them already, please download uh, every episode of Geekly Dose, which uh, that's Tim Broder- uh, Bridgewater and Stephen... No, Sintelli. I knew I would mas- massacre that last name. <laughs> but it's everything geek, a lot of cool... Got video games, movies, comic books, and also anything going on in geek culture. It's a great podcast to get everything in one nice geekly dose, as and the title guys, says. If if you happen to play a game called Clicks... They Hero have one clicks, yeah. Hero Clicks, excuse me. And mm-hmm. they have one called Duo Attack, which is Justin Owens and Jesse Sigley, and they talk everything click wise, hero click wise, new sets that are coming out and whatnot. Yeah. So definitely if you like this one, please check those out. They're just as good, if not better. Uh, make sure you subscribe and review these. That's really where we get our rating system. Please yeah. do. And anything else, guys? No. Just can't wait for next week. Oh yeah. Again, <laughs> Willow. Willow. If you like Willow, listen next week. It's gonna be great. So I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And special thanks to our producer, Jesse Sigley. And we'll see you next week. Oh, scooch. Cowabunga! Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork.